congregation. The song was, hymn was very appropriate for what I'll be discussing this morning. As uh, Brother Gene said, it, we, you couldn't help but um, know what was going on all in different parts of the world this last week. Um, I don't think personally that it was a, a one-offer or just a one thing. Evil typically is cumulative in its effect, and it, it has, a, I think, a gestation period of building up, building up until fin finally, you know, evil of any sort uh, reveals itself. For us as Christians, um, as God's people, we try to process these things. And I, it was very apparent to me even last um, beginning of the week that um, there seems to be, at least in my mind, everything I read, what I see, there seems to be a darkness that's seemingly permeating pretty much every area of our life. And I won't go through the list of things that I personally look at, but of course, the massacre that has taken place uh, just this week and the hate that we've seen throughout the week, um, the violence, we see violence in, in, in our own cities, not only in the world, but in our own cities. Uh, violence has crept into, uh, of course, the schools. It's crept into where you shop at the malls. It's crept into pretty much everywhere. And that's a, kind of a depressing thing, especially uh, if you used to watch Father Knows Best or Leave it to Beaver, you know. Um, there is a darkness, my opinion, there is a darkness regarding in our own country uh, political leaders in general, not all, but in, in general. And the reason I say that is it seems that there's more interest in, in uh, our leaders being self-serving rather than people serving. And as a result, they are what I, what I call people deaf. They just don't listen or whatever. That, that's depressing. That's kind of a darkness. And then there's all kinds of uh, threats that, that come uh, through our news and through uh, those that think they have our ears about pandemics and disease and this and that and all that. Well, what all of that actually yields is what we call an emotional, a kind of a darkness, a kind of a, a darkness that comes over a person, or you know, a, a country. In fact, we uh, we even have a gauge uh, here in America, economic gauge, that uh, they will they will look at the uh, the the hopefulness of consumers, uh, and and it, and the hopefulness of consumers regarding our country and economy has kind of gone down. So that, that lends itself to kind of a darkness. Uh, you know, I've talked to more people in the last few years about being depressed or being discouraged to a point 
lose. And see, depression or that is actually a loss of hope or a loss uh, that there's going to be a sunrise. There, there's a lot of that right now. And of course, uh, it goes without saying that a lot of our issues that we are encountering in our lives has to do with a spiritual darkness uh, that we, uh, as, as Christians, realize is very, very real. So my, my point this morning is this. It's very singular, uh, and it's, um, it won't take long. Um, but when darkness seems to be everywhere, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what I want to address this morning. This darkness, or this, <clears throat> whether it be a emotional or, or mental darkness, or even physical or spiritual, this darkness, what it does is it creates a confusion within the minds of a person or people or a community or a country. Uh, it creates a sense of overwhelming futility when this darkness begins to settle in because as a result of that, this seemingly just like walking in the dark, we, we tend to lose our sense of direction. So you can imagine that if, if it is an emotional darkness or a, a darkness of our, of our um, say, our mind or our heart, then that means that our mind and our heart, it too has lost its sense of direction. We begin to doubt. Doubt is another thing that comes from this darkness. We, we doubt our own uh, judgments. We doubt our own decisions and perception. How many times have we all been down that place where you think you're walking through um, a dark room and you think you see something running along the baseboard? Well, then you turn on all the lights and you get unsleepy and you're chasing I guess a mouse or something, you can't find him, but, but you perceive that. My latest example of perceiving wrongly in the dark was, I think it was, uh, it may have been night before last, um, I was walking in the dark, getting ready to go and find, uh, get a drink of water, and I mean, I've only, you know, that house has been home for f over 45 years. I stepped off. I perceived that the, my, our sunken living room was another step. It wasn't. Uh, I, and I stepped off and rolled, and I immediately jumped up, and I thought, well, someone lesser would have hurt themselves, I guess. <laughs> Darkness, just like it does physically, it, it ruins, it, it inhibits our perception. The same exact thing happens when we feel this sense of darkness in the world or in our community, or in our culture, whatever it is, it, it affects us in that way. We become disoriented. Um, there are times that, uh, you know, if you've been walking through a dark room or something, you see something that startles you, and what do you do? You stop. You can't see anything, but you stop. That's a sense of paralyzation. I mean, you get paralyzed because you don't want to run into something. You don't want to stub your toe or, you know, hit your shin or whatever. What's missing in that when that darkness begins to come over in our lives is clarity, just clarity. Because when clarity is gone, confusion always steps in. We lose confidence when we don't have clarity. And darkness is, is 
amazingly efficient at removing that clarity and that confidence in a room. But it does the same thing in our minds and our hearts when we feel that we are, in a sense, in, in, in dark times. There's been, uh, over the period of history, there's been times that they have actually said this was a, a you know, we call it the dark ages, but it was dark. It, was, uh, it wasn't just dark, dark physically, but it was a darkness in religion and in, in, in all kinds of things. So it's a very real phenomena that darkness does not, does not apply only to physical but it also applies to us spiritually and it applies to us mentally and it applies to us emotionally. So when darkness seems to be everywhere, the psalmist wrote and he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now the question has to be asked and, uh, and I'm gonna ask a series of questions because this particular psalm, this particular verse doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't believe that they're in the dark. In other words, if I don't believe I'm lost, I don't need a map. Or if I don't believe that I don't know where I'm going, I don't need someone telling me. So that's the question. Do I, do I need a light? Only you can answer that. I cannot see within your heart or your mind. Uh, but the question is, you know, can you see clearly what's happening and what's going to happen? And I would say probably you're like me. You'd have to say, no, I can't see clearly what next week holds or next month or next year. I cannot see clearly. I do not know. And I try to read and I try to understand and I try to process all the variables that I come across and that I read simply sometimes out of interest, other times it's out of curiosity, uh, but I, I don't have a clear answer. And when I don't have a clear answer, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. That's what the psalmist was getting at. Here's the thing, <clears throat> if we are in a sense of darkness in our lives or in the world, if we continue in that without having any kind of light, what's, what's going to happen? What's the consequence? Well, in darkness is when we, like I said, we, we make misjudgments. Uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's much, much worse than stubbing your toe or, or falling off of a, uh, you know, in, into the living room. If we try to live our lives without clarity, we are going to have as much chance of making a mistake as we do when we're walking through a dark room. I like what Job said in the midst of his darkness, and Job is an incredible, incredible source of trying to understand what happens when a good life goes south? What happens when everything is good all of a sudden goes bad? Here's what Job said. When I looked for good, evil came to me. And when I waited for light, then came darkness. My heart is in turmoil and cannot rest. Days of affliction confront me. I think that a lot of people are, are actually being confronted by the afflictions in our world that are, that are coming more to become a local or a personal issue. 
I like to look at, because of the Psalms, I like to look at David, uh, just a, a, a quick swath of, of him. Because this psalm actually is something that he referred to in, in various locations, that the psalmist refers to in various locations. Of course, we know the story of David. David was a young boy. He was a shepherd. Uh, we know of his courage. Uh, he, in fact, when he went to the valley with his brothers because of the war that was in the valley uh, with, with the Philistines, uh, he had to tell the, 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 the captain and the leader, he said, I have courage even though I'm young because I've slain a, a lion and a, and a bear. I have courage. And so ultimately he went out to meet Goliath and he slew Goliath. And we, we think about that. After that happened, he had all the praises and he had all of the accolades uh, which you would think that would be wonderful, but then all of a sudden everything turned dark in his, or began to turn dark in his life because, because of the praises that the people gave him. Uh, you know, they would say that Saul, the king, was a slayer of thousands, but David was the slayer of ten thousands. Well, all of a sudden uh, he became the object of hate by the king. And so everything started going dark with him. He had to flee. And then ultimately we see at one of his lowest points, if not the lowest point, that he uh, uh, initiated a, a relationship with Bath, uh, uh, Delilah, not Bathsheba, Delilah. And as a result of that, instigated the murder of her, Delilah, Bathsheba. There we go. <laughs> I've just got this darkness in my head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, instigated the murder of Uriah. And because of that, he, had, he was in the midst of darkness, and then he ultimately repented. And if you ever want to read uh, the, the most heart-wrenching repentance, Psalms 51 is his writing of his repentance and, and, and of, of that. And then, but that wasn't the end. Ultimately, Absalom, his son, turned against him and... Unfortunately, he had that one day which you can only imagine, and that is that he had word that Absalom, his son, had been killed by Joab. Darkness. But he said something in another psalm that I think is very, very appropriate. He said, before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I have kept thy word. In the midst of darkness... David understood how important it is to trust in the Word of God. In our lives, we, we're walking through this, uh, you know, uh, world of darkness. You know, that we, that's what we do. We find ourselves in that. Uh, but in the ancient times, I want us to understand about this. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet, a lamp. In ancient times, or before we had electricity, everyone would carry a lamp, and it was for a very practical reason. They would carry a lamp in the night so that, number one, they would not fall into an open sewer or an open uh, waste area. The second thing is they would just want to see where they were going, and so they, the, the lamp was for their feet. And he said, it's a light to my path. That meant, or what he's talking about there, is not only do I need to see where I am, but I need to see where I'm going. 
And if I don't have a light, I can't see where I'm going. And if I don't have a light to show me where my feet, I don't know where I am. So for God's people, I think that this particular, uh, this particular psalm, this particular statement is actually one of the most uh, significant and wise things that we can hear in this day and time. The psalmist wrote in various places, and I'll share a few, but here's something else that he said about the Word of God. The entrance of your Word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I don't think any of us have the wherewithal that we can say we know exactly what's going to happen or how things are going to unfold. I mean, when, you, when things like this happen, you begin to hear all kinds of pinballing statements from, uh, in fact, I was reading something this morning, early this morning from our FBI director that says, this may creep into our own country and we have to be very aware. Well, that, you know, I can tell you right now, that didn't make me feel any better about everything that's going on. And then we also, uh, you hear things like, well, this uh, between the wars in Ukraine and Russia and China, you begin to hear uh, talk of nuclear warfare and all kinds of things, you know. <laughs> Does that make you feel good? No, it doesn't. It's a darkness. When darkness seems to be up, abound, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So for us today, while we do read the scriptures and they are so valuable to us, there is something that God has done that is more personal for us that I want, wanted to get to from this. The book of Isaiah was a prophetical, a lot of prophecies in that. But there was a prophecy there in, in Isaiah chapter 9 that says this, the people who walked in darkness now have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. God is not going to let his children walk in darkness. As long as we trust his word or we seek his word, God has promised that the light will shine upon us, will we'll have that lamp, and will have that light to know where we are, what's going on, even though perhaps the rest of the world does not. The psalmist also wrote, he says, You will light my lamp, O Lord. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. If you ever find yourself in that conundrum of darkness of your heart or your darkness of your mind, you so want to be free of it. And the only way, I believe, personally, the only way to have that darkness absolved and done away with is for God to give us light. Give us light in our heart and in our soul and our mind. Because here's the promise that was made. The psalmist also recorded this. Unto the righteous, the upright, there arises light in the darkness. Now, this is, a, this is an interesting uh, psalm. Unto the upright, those who are seeking righteousness, those who want to do good, unto the upright, there, there arises a light in the darkness. And then it says, He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. Well, when you read that, you can't help 
but think, or at least I, I do. I think of Jesus Christ. He, it says, is gracious and full of compassion and righteous, which is exactly the description that the Apostle John gave of Jesus Christ. We beheld his glory, truth, and grace. So here's for us today, I think, what we can hold on to. The scriptures tell us that in the beginning was the Word. And remember, go back to our text. Our text says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word. That's an interesting word, especially in the New Testament, the word Logos. A lot of people have tried to use it. Various older ancient philosophers would use it for different ways. Heraclitus, Aristotle, different ones would use the word, word, Logos, in the way that seemed appropriate to them. Um, some believed that it would, the word meant it was a spoken command. Others believed that it was a, uh, the word is a decision. But the scriptures use it completely different. Logos. They use it to describe Jesus Christ, meaning and in telling this, that the word from God is the answer to all of our life's issues and darkness. That's God's word to us. In the beginning was the word. The word, Jesus Christ, was with God. The word, Jesus Christ, was God. He was in the beginning with God. And all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. But here's the crucial thing. In him, the word, Jesus Christ, was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, even though the darkness does not comprehend it. So when we read that, we can read the word, Jesus Christ, has been given to us for what? To be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Jesus Christ affirmed this, validated it when he gave the parable of the fool, the builders. He said, if you hear my words and you do them, I will liken you unto a wise man who dug down before he built the house, found a rock, built his house, the storms came, the floods came, the winds blew, but the house stood. But if you hear my words and you don't do them, I will liken you unto the fool who built his house on the sand. The floods came, the winds blew, the storms raged. Great was the destruction of it. Jesus Christ taught throughout his ministry that he unequivocally is the light of the world. I know we live in a time that sometimes that sounds very exclusatory, but being exclusive or exclusatory doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It just means you're making a decision that you believe something is right and, and no matter what anyone else says. And here's what Jesus said. 
I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life, thy word, our Lord Jesus Christ, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Jesus says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Sometimes we find ourselves in these dark, dark seasons, but when we do, remember this psalm and remember the words of the Lord. Thy word, Jesus Christ, our Savior, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Some might say, well, that's something that used to be said a long time ago. No, even Jesus Christ said, heaven and earth may pass away, but my words will never pass away. So for us today, no matter what's going on, no matter what we read, how we feel, remember what the psalm says. The word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you this morning to be in your house as your people. We pray today, Lord, that our hearts would be reminded that you know all things and you have provided and, in fact, prepared us that even when darkness abounds, you have the ability and the power and the will to say, let there be light. I pray today, Lord, for all of us here today and, and all of your people everywhere, all across the world, Lord, that they would understand and embrace that you are indeed the light of life. I pray today, Lord, that you would guide us, sustain us, and guide us, and we'll give you thanks in our Lord's name. Amen. Let's stand this morning as we come to a close. We're going to sing one verse of this hymn. It's a good hymn. What, what page is it? Uh, 456. 456. As we sing, let us all sing together as God's people. <laughs>